It, it's been a minute. Uh, about a month, actually, I think. The last time we... Yeah. At least the last time since we recorded. Um, successfully navigated uh, the holidays. Um, Soren is now very fond of practicing his addition as we walk mm-hmm. the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, I taught him negative numbers, which he, he cottoned to immediately. Um, and at this pace, he will outstrip my own mathematical skill in uh, just a few short years. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost out of runway here. <laughs> yeah, no, that day's coming. I, that happened to me, oh, I don't know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Yep. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. It's, How about it, it's, it's not the, the part that you feel dumb. It's that you can't help. Yeah, that's right. Like when you can't help them with their homework, you're like, I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's see. And, uh, uh, and how about you? Yeah. Well, I, man, I, I just feel like I haven't gone anywhere in the longest time. And I saw this article on the BBC that talks about um, how lockdown uh, affects your memory. And, and they said that um, humans have used like spatial recognition to, associate where they are with retaining memories and that if your scenery doesn't change, it's harder to remember things and it's harder to have a context. So it's like, Oh yeah, I remember, you know, Gunner called me when I was driving to the airport or something like that, where if I'm sitting in front of my desk all day long, you know, for eight, nine, 10 hours a day, it all blurs together and you forget whether, you know, you talk to that person or what you said to them or when you talk to them and it all blurs together. And they, they said that, um, that they found that this is actually true with Alzheimer's patients and it makes it worse for them because, you know, they're in a home, their scenery isn't changing. And so their memory actually, it's, it self-perpetuates and gets worse because they don't have those, uh, frame of reference changes. Right. Right. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of, especially, you know, especially as we know that memories are formed in relation to each other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, memories are, are actual kind of networks of memories um, is, is how we, is how we build them in our minds. Right. And so it makes sense that if you've got fewer kind of building blocks to work with, right. If it's the same desks, the same chair, the same monitor um, mm-hmm. and so on. Then, yeah. That makes sense. That's a uh, heartbreaking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. So, so go for walks for better memory, I guess. Is that the. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, try to change your scenery, I guess. But yeah, here it's been super cold. Uh, you know, my dog even doesn't want to go for a walk. So, uh, so then I go on the, the treadmill and then I just stare at the treadmill, you know, and it's like, that doesn't help. So, yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, uh, so by my, my, uh, my latest uh, discovery on the internet uh, was um, this. Uh, so do you remember the, the arguments over what was a sandwich and what was not a sandwich? Well, especially hot dogs. It's uh, hotly yeah. contested whether it is or isn't a sandwich. Correct. Yeah, that's right. And so this led to uh, a very, very lengthy discourse uh, on the internet um, several mm-hmm. months ago. It might've been a year ago. Who knows? Um, who can remember anymore but uh <laughs> or where you saw it yeah <laughs> yeah that's right but uh some some wag uh who is almost certainly a liberal arts major uh on on twitter uh decided to summarize the state of the discourse mm-hmm. and uh and so and it, 
the, the whole thread is worth checking out. We'll, we'll put a link to it in the show notes, but um, basically he summarized it. He summarizes the, the answer to the sandwich question. The answer comes, there are five major disciplines of thought here. Um, the first is, I'll, I'll go through them, each five, and then we'll investigate each one of them in turn. Does that sound good? Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the first is the pornography razor. The second is the Earl of Sandwich dichotomy. Mm-hmm. The third is back formation. Mm-hmm. The fourth is structural A, which is the cube rule. And then the fifth mm-hmm. is structural B, which is overthinking. Of course. All right. So let's take the first one, the pornography razor. This is this one's relatively easy. Uh, I know a sandwich when I see it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of, uh, that is the, the simplest rule you can put in place. Everyone can be more or less happy with it because everybody is right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you're looking for a little bit more rigor, you can go into history and see, well, the origin of the sandwich, as, as you probably know, is the Earl of Sandwich needed a food that he could eat while he was playing cards. And so mm-hmm. he asked for a lunch that could be eaten while playing cards, uh, something that would be of middling size, could be eaten one-handed with minimal mess and taking up little space. Okay. This sounds like a pretty good definition of a sandwich. Unfortunately, uh, in this definition of sandwich, this, uh, this would include pizzas, wraps, burritos, hand pies, dumplings, some tacos, corn dogs, and shish kebabs, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously yeah, not a, no. yeah, not that's, that's not, not good. That's kind of a mess. Okay. We need a little more rigor, uh, maybe in our, in our sandwich definition. So then we move on to item number three, which is back formation. And here mm-hmm. we're going to take the verb to sandwich and use that as our, as, as our tool. So we say, um, if the verb to uh, to sandwich something it says to make into or as if into a sandwich, especially to insert or enclose between uh, usually two things of another quality or character. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's what the, d- the dictionary tells us. And so, sandwiches then are foods which are sandwiched, right? Which includes uh, everything that we would all recognize as sandwich. Um, that is uh, one ingredient between two other ingredients, right? Um, so, in this definition, yes, a hot dog has the same sandwich. Uh, uh, has the same sandwich characteristics as a sub or a roll-based sandwich or really anything with like a hinge or a wrap or a, a taco or a pocket or a dumpling or a baked potato or a slice of pizza has been folded in half. Uh, according to this rule, if any one of these is a sandwich, then all of them are sandwiches. What, what about an open-faced sandwich? An open-faced sandwich under this definition, no, would not be a sandwich. Not a sandwich. Not okay. a sandwich. I get it. I yeah. follow you. Okay. All right. So, but you're right to start. Now you're thinking. You're thinking spatially, right? You're thinking. Uh, uh, this is this gave rise to the cube rule, which is uh, structure number four um, mm. in our in our reasoning here. So this is the first structural argument, and this is called the cube rule because if you can imagine yourself a cube, uh, and now you have uh, different kinds of sandwiches are defined by how many faces of the cube are covered, right? So your mm-hmm. open-faced sandwich is basically it's a set of ingredients sitting on a platform, right? Which would be mm-hmm. the, the bottom of the of the cube. Uh, something which has uh, three adjacent sides connected, that would be a taco, right? Um, mm-hmm. You've got a, uh, and then you've got kind of a quiche, right? Which would be f- uh, all but one face open or all but one face enclosed by a starch. No, that mm-hmm. would be a, a kind of a key. You get the idea. You can use the cube rule to kind of start creating uh, uh, working definitions for different kinds of sandwiches. This mm-hmm. this was very popular uh, back when this back when this came around. And then the author of this uh, author of this hand food taxonomy um, thread um, also proposed uh, uh, another kind of approach. This is this is the kind of structural B, right? Um, mm-hmm. 
And this is the overthinking version. It says, Mm -hmm. so in the domain of intentional food, in the kingdom of prepared recipes, in the phylum of lunch snacks, and the order of hand foods, there are four families of combinatory dishes. There is the sandwich, the roll, the wrap, and the dumpling. Hmm. Okay. Um, And so uh, anyway, it is... I, this sounds like a very long introduction. I assure you that the entire Twitter thread is worth reading. It is very mm-hmm. funny. Um, and uh, uh, anyway, if, if you have, uh, if you like me have the mind of a medieval uh, theology student, <laughs> um, you are very much going to enjoy uh, this, uh, this survey of the latest in, in sandwich discourse on, on the internet. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And, yeah, and and I checked the date. It is like the the thread. The original tweet was December fifteenth of this year, so it's it's breaking news pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. Yeah, but the, the, he has done a very good job at kind of giving us a way of understanding, um, as I say, the the very rich discourse which has been uh, going on over the last uh, over the last year or so. So, uh, anyway, thank you, uh, Twitter author. Yes, that makes Twitter worth the price. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. This website is free. So for uh, speaking of free, uh, where Mm. should uh, people go to uh, find the link for um, this, uh, this uh, dichotomy here? Oh yeah. Uh, They should go to uh, five taxonomies. Yeah. Yes. They can go to a dgshow.org. That's D as in Dave, G as in Gunner show.org. Okay. Nice. And, uh, we have a, a modest uh, cutting room floor. So um, there is one I really liked. It was uh, Booting Doss from a vinyl record. Um, yeah. And it, I checked. Yeah. It's, yeah, 45 RPM. I, I looked into it of what speed it was. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then there's, uh, you know, we're, we're always looking for good mass. So there's, uh, as we social distance, and there's a, a leather one that's a face hugger mask, you know, like Alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. The great yeah. look. And uh, you found a couple, right? Uh, the uh, machine learning walking hand. Yes. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, uh, yeah, uh, uh, a team of, of <laughs> a team of, of computer scientists, I suppose, uh, tried to train a, an animated walking hand, uh, an, an animated hand, how to walk um, mm-hmm. by running uh, running various models through it, and it's uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, in turns funny and horrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and this is more funny than horrifying, but, and and probably necessary is the uh, 3D printed uh, dinosaur arms for chickens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, uh, so somebody figured out how to, uh, how to take a 3D printer and they printed out these uh, little dinosaur arms um, on a, on a kind of a ring in the, in the same way that you'd have like earmuffs, right? And uh, you can wrap it around the kind of shoulders of a chicken and it makes them look like they have tiny little dinosaur arms. It's very good. It's great. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's that's the way they should have been done from the beginning. But uh, yeah. finally, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah. So we're we're past Christmas, uh, but mm. um, and maybe for people that are are observing, I guess orthodox, uh, orthodontist, uh, orthodox uh, Christmas, uh, we got some gift ideas for them. Uh, where the Mozilla Foundation they came up with their list of of uh, gadgets for 2020, and they stack ranked them from least creepy to most creepy in terms of uh, um, security and uh, just uh, panopticon observations and stuff like that. All right. Yeah. 
But um, yeah, like some of these like are innocuous, right? That like Nintendo Switch wasn't that creepy, but like uh, like some of them like uh, let's see, it's it's like moderately creepy. Is there's a Mattel uh, Hot Wheels ID Smart Track kit? It's a little bit creepy. So Hot yep. Wheels, they made it. Right. Um, yeah. And then uh, you got some drones. Uh, you got your um, smart scales. You got your smart rings. You got your smart robot vacuum cleaners and um, Pelotons and whatnot. And uh, at the very end, the most creepy, and, and you know, here's where you get past your, um, you know, your Echo devices and Nest uh, talking, you know, Alexas and whatnot. Um, but the, the number one, one was the, uh, Amazon halo of, of oh, being yeah. the most creepy. Yeah. That thing is super creepy. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's funny cause it doesn't even have a face, you know, it just, it's a, you just strap it to your arm and you're done. Yeah. Just strap it to your arm and then uh, let Jeff, Jeff Bezos decide what you're, uh, uh how you're feeling mm-hmm. and, yeah. uh, whether you need a nap, what, what you need to buy, yeah. what you need to buy. That's right. Mm-hmm. Just to let yeah. Amazon do the thinking and feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there's another one that's called the mirror. Have, have you seen the ads for this one? Uh, no, I don't think I have. Yeah. So imagine it's like a, a bedroom mirror or, you know, mirror you put on the wall. Right. Mm-hmm. And it can do, um, you use it to, you see yourself and you uh, exercise. So think of it as like a Peloton, but a mirror. Yep. And it's okay. yep. $1,500 with a $40 a month uh, subscription. And the mirror has a camera and a microphone in it. So, um, but to me, it, it just reminded me of like seeing the commercials. It, it just reminded me so much of 1984 where uh, Winston Smith had to, you know, stand in front of the, the TV set and do his exercises and he got yeah. yelled at. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's exactly that, um, but yeah. with a happy face on it. That's right. That's right. And uh, yeah, and the and the and the, I guess the plot twist there is that it's a uh, it's being operated by a private company rather than a nation state. Yes, but yes. the effect is the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but what, what any uh, anything jump out at, at you in terms of being uh, in creepiness or or surprises? Yeah, I think uh, is is I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at this one item here, which is a uh, looks like a kids. A playset, like a kitchen playset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, like many of us had, I think, when we were growing up. Except this one appears to have Alexa embedded in it. Uh huh. Start them off young. <laughs> yeah. Get them, get them going right, right out of the gate. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, that looks creepy because uh, it appears to be targeting children. Um, I think. Uh, I think the Facebook portal also creepy. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's that's typically ranks pretty high uh, over the past couple of years as being uh, up there. Yeah, that's right. Oh, there were some surprises here, like uh, like the Roku Stream Bar and uh, and the DJI Mavic Mini stuff, like, mm-hmm. you know, the the, the mini drone. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those are like not obviously. Anyway, this is this is this, this list will get you thinking. I think is what I'm trying to oh, say. Oh yeah, yeah, and and there are things like the Roku. Um, those devices are inexpensive because they monetize you and your viewing habits. So, right. Yeah. And it's really hard to like get a device that doesn't do that. Yeah, that's right. 
That's right. Like an opt-in Nielsen situation. Right. Yep. Yep. Hmm. All right. Well, we've got, got some Christmas ideas coming up. Um, and, and speaking of uh, Christmas ideas, uh, mm. there's this device that came out. Um, it's, it's a prototype where it can put music inside your head without any headphones required. Uh, usually, usually that requires medication. Uh, yeah, are you saying right. this is a... No, not voices, but um, music. Oh. Well, I guess music, but um, yeah. So this is, uh, so imagine you got this thing where you could have this virtual sound bubble that mm-hmm. if you walk in the right place in a room, uh, you would, there would be like this ultrasonic beam that would hit your ears and create music or sound and only you can hear it. Yeah. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. Sign you up. Take yeah, your money. Sign me up. That's it. That solves mm-hmm. the that solves the uh, the headphones or the the ear goggles on the video conferences problem for me. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you really want that? I uh, let me think about this carefully. I can I can see how that would be useful. Yeah, yeah. I can't see how that would be useful. It would well. It would, in a car, it would be super useful because I would put an end to arguing about what's on the radio. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Yeah. What well, do you? Are there any downsides you see? Uh, no. All I'm thinking about right now is that I never have to listen to the uh, uh, to the Night in the Museum soundtrack again. Oh, Barney and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah. No, but I, I can imagine the uh, downsides of uh, you know optimizing your ad experience of of you know where you're walking through a mall and and you get to hear stuff that are that's tailored. Uh, for you, optimized yeah. for you. Well, so, um, so this is a minority report, right? This is a, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Features exactly this. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, nation states using it to, to help you with uh, making sure you're thinking properly is probably some benefits there. <laughs> That's right. Although, yeah. it, although you could, you could also make an argument that this is a privacy enhancing thing, right? Um, like if, uh, like, you know, on the expanse, they're riding in the subway there. On, uh, mm-hmm. on on series and uh, and everybody's gone to got their got their cool smartphones there with their mm-hmm. like holographic projections and they're all like watching videos and listening to stuff and it appears that they're the only ones who can hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that would be handy to like be able to have this have my phone uh, squirt sounds right into my ear without needing a uh, an implant or anything or headphones. I think that'd be that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Privacy enhancing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, 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 and. Uh... Well, good, good, okay. And then there's, um, you know, the, you know how we're always trying to have uh, computers control our our brains and and to be able to interface with computers directly, right? Yeah, right. Never, yeah. no, no level of intimacy is too great for between us and computers. Exactly. Um, and so, there, you know, in the past, to be able to, you know, it was problematic for. Uh, like to get all the wires hooked up to your brain directly. It's, it's very invasive, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to like, you know, shave your head, cut it open, attach some uh, wires and stuff like that, you know, to really get in there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they actually, uh, these uh, researchers have come up with a, a new device that um, it actually uh, goes through your veins uh, up to your brain. <laughs> Keep, keep keep going. Oh, no, uh-huh. I don't want to hear the story. Yeah. So yeah. So it's it's uh so basically the mounting electrodes are on an expandable springy tube 
uh, called a stent, right? Mm. And it, it threads through a blood vessel that ultimately gets to your brain. And um, the electrodes are snuggled right into the vessel wall and sensing when people's brains signaled their intention to move and also sent those uh, signals wirelessly to a computer uh, via an infrared transmitter surgically inserted into the subject's chest. <laughs> That's not, you're right. This sounds a lot more comfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the CEO of the company, uh, the Synchron, he said he's hoping to commercialize it. He says it's fully implantable. Patients go home in a couple of days and it's plug and play. It's <laughs> great. He seems very comfortable with the technology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's, you know, and, and that's where, uh, you know, in, in all seriousness, you know, for people like they, they want it to benefit the people with like ALS, you know, Lou Gehrig's disease that it's like they're, they're having difficulty communicating and they can communicate this way. And it's like um, this this does provide them a way to communicate, but without having it be so invasive. And so and then they said that they got. Um, with a handful of outputs uh, restored to the patient, um, the patients can control Windows 10. Wow. That's great, actually. Yeah. That's yep. really cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm waiting for the day. And I, I've seen some other stuff, too, where it's like they could read. You know, it's like you'll put like a band around your head or or like the, the hairnet on your head that has all the sensors. It's like an EEG sort of thing. And, you know, mm-hmm. I can imagine that coming out, too. Yeah. 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 That's right. More, yeah. Order, order it in the back of a sharper image, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so there you have it. Great. That's all we got. Um, and so we got. Um, oh, yeah. Let's let's talk about holes. So okay. we talked about our sandwiches, right? And uh, yep. so we learned about that. So, all right, I'm going to quiz you. Um, what's How do you define a hole? Uh, let's see. Uh, I would say a hole is uh, a roughly elliptical shape uh, of empty space in an otherwise solid object. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, let's see what... Uh, I think uh, Webster's definition here. Yeah, Merriam-Webster. Uh, uh, an opening uh, through something, uh, also known as a perforation, an area where something is missing. Yep. Um, serious discrepancy, an opening in a defensive formation. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So tell me, uh, how many holes does a straw have? Hmm. Uh, oh, 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 a straw has a, has one hole. One hole. Okay. Uh, yeah. hold on. two holes. Two hold holes. On. Two holes. Yeah. Two holes. Yeah. So, uh, according to this, uh, survey of 1600 people, 65% say that it has one hole. Um, 29.3% says two holes. And then, uh, a non-zero percentage says zero holes. No holes. Yeah. Think about that. Um, how about um, a rubber band? How many holes does a rubber band have? Mm. Okay. So by 
where I landed on straw was two holes because you got one on either end. And I guess a rubber band must have technically two holes, but only if the rubber band is like one of those square kinds of rubber bands. Because if it's a like a torus, then it's just mm-hmm. one hole. That's what I think. Okay. So the survey said it's uh, 60% says one hole, 38% says zero holes, and uh, a non-zero percentage says two holes. Okay. So... If it- I, yeah, I, yeah. Wait, I had a question about this. So, if if but wait, how's a rubber band? If it does not have any holes, then what is the word I'm supposed to use for the space within the rubber band? Inside the rubber band? Oh, yeah. middle, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All right. How about how about a cup? How many how many holes does a cup have? Oh, hopefully only one. Okay. Uh, so uh, fifty three point six percent says zero holes. And then uh, uh, 46% says one. Um, how about a spoon? How many holes does a spoon have? Zero, zero, zero. Zero. Okay, 94%. Yeah. That says that. Okay. How about the letter O? How many holes does the letter O have? Mm. Uh, as we're going through this, I'm, I'm building a working definition of hole for myself. And it's, uh, it's a, it's a, like I said, it's an elliptical, uh, it's an empty space that is uh, roughly elliptical. Uh, and it's to kind of, you can define it with a circle. And so that's mm-hmm. why the, if a square uh, sided rubber band would have two holes, cause I can draw two circles, one on either side. Uh, but a round rubber band has just the one circle. And again, going back to the cup, it's deep enough that I'm going to call that a whole spoon shallow. Uh, mm-hmm. so no hole. And, uh, okay. So ask me the question again. The, where we leave off? Letter O. The letter O. Okay, so that's easy because it's two-dimensional. I got one circle I can make inside it, so I'm going to call that one hole. Yeah, 80% said that. Uh, yeah. Surprisingly, almost 20% of the people said uh, no holes. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. So last one. Uh, how about a loop and a knot? A loop and a knot. Uh, a loop and a knot would have that has got to be one hole. Yeah, seventy three point eight percent said one hole. Yeah, um, eighteen percent right. said zero. Eight percent said two holes. It seems like there's a large number of people who don't completely understand what a hole is. Do they know what a sandwich is? <laughs> right, like twenty percent of the world is just wandering around with no working <laughs> definition of hole or sandwich. How does how is this possible? Yeah, they could be in a hole and not know it. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And God forbid they get access to a bagel. That'll blow their mind. Yeah. yeah they don't know they're a loop from a hole in the ground. It's <laughs> great. Yep. All right. So for everybody to catch up on uh, how many holes are in things and uh, they, they need to boot DOS, but they only have a turntable uh, or, or to really, you know, finally solve the, uh, the dilemma of whether a hot dog is a sandwich, uh, where should we be sending them? No, oh, they should go to a uh, did uh, mm-hmm. That's D's and Dave. G is in Gunner show. Dot O R G. All right. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Excellent. Well, Dave, happy new year. Yeah. Happy new year to you and uh, wish everybody a, a, a better 2021 than 2020 and uh, yes. catch everybody next time. All right. Mm-hmm.